This is the MPPD Podcast, Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. Hey everyone, thanks for coming back to the podcast. In this episode, Inspector Calabrese talks with some members of our Harbor Patrol team, Sergeants Matana and Bedard, FTO Shaver, and PSC Byrne. They had Inspector Calabrese aboard our new Harbor Patrol boat and patrolled around the Charleston Harbor and Shim Creek area. Please excuse the audio as we're actively patrolling while we were recording. We talked about the new boat and safety out on the waterways. Please like and subscribe to the podcast and be safe when you're out boating this summer. I'm here on our harbor patrol boat with some of our boat operators, Sergeant Montana, Sergeant Bedard, FTO Shaver, Officer Byrne. Thank you guys for helping me. Thanks for having us. So before we jump into the harbor patrol and water safety, I just wanted to see if you guys would introduce yourself and give a little overview of what you've been doing at Mount Pleasant Police Department in your career. Sergeant Montana, we'll start with you. I've uh, been here about 16 years, done traffic, investigations, patrol, and been with our harbor unit for two and a half years now, supervisor. Sounds good. Sergeant Bedard? Uh, I've been with Mount Pleasant for about seven years, uh, with 11 years of law enforcement altogether. Uh, while at Mount Pleasant, I've been on patrol on the traffic unit, and I am now a sergeant over a patrol team, and I assist as much as I can, Sergeant Sultana, with the harbor unit. And you were a sergeant with me. Hey, I, you were. Don't, don't forget, we had yep. good, good days on the road on That's Team right. 2. So I'm glad you're doing well. FTO? I'm FTO Shaver. I've been with the department will be five years and two months. I've been a field training officer now for about two years. You, you may not remember, but I, I remember those I days when you were a field training officer. Uh, I've been on the boat now for three years. And yeah, train, train and do this. That's my summers. Yeah, it's a good time for it. I'm PFC Byrne. I've been with Mount Pleasant as a patrol officer for a little over three years. Uh, on the harbor unit for probably just a little over one year. Um, I enjoy it. You get a little bit of both sides doing patrol and then uh, also uh, being out on the water, making sure everybody's safe, making sure everybody's following the laws. Yeah, well, thank you guys. We'll, uh, we'll kind of give an overview of the boat, but just for everybody to know, we don't have a full-time Marine Patrol unit. So these uh, these sergeants and officers, they're uh, they're doing this in, in a, as a collateral duty. So some are working night shift, weird hours, and stuff like that. So we definitely appreciate them being out on our waterways. Um, I'll leave it kind of open to anybody. But this this boat was christened uh, in October 2020. It's new. Uh, can someone give us an overview of it? Yeah, we uh, took delivery of it in uh, September last year, 2020, and it's. Uh main reason we got it was to be able to um, have a quicker response this is it's a fast boat um, it'll we can go further out we can go offshore if we need to as far as we need to it's for a rescue response um, so it definitely gives us uh, more options to you know, get where we need to a whole lot faster and, uh, and uh, better abilities to for rescues and stuff like that yeah it, it was on a grant yes uh, it was purchased on a grant through uh, Port Security Grant from FEMA. You know, they took care of most of the, that with us. Yeah, we had to, what do you guys fly out to? Yeah, myself and a Lieutenant Rozier, our Lieutenant over the unit, had to fly out to Washington State, uh, Bremerton. And uh, we trained with uh, SafeBoat, the manufacturer, for a few days out there uh, on their water, showing us how it works. And then uh, we actually trained on this boat before they sent it to be 
delivered to us here. Cool. And then uh, my understanding is it was kind of a, a revamp of the team, and now we have a, a lieutenant over it, two sergeants, and operators. What What's the training like for these operators to be able to get on the boat? I'm sure that you're not going to turn the keys over to me and let me go take this thing out this uh, weekend. Absolutely not. All right. Um, so we do a lot of training. Um, we go through a NASBLA, which is uh, required by the uh, Coast Guard for uh, for our certifications. So um, we do a lot of escorts like uh, security zones. Mm -hmm. We also escort the cruise ships when they're we come back up. Um, in order for us to be able to do that, we have to have certain training. So um, we go through uh, what's called a boat crew members course, which is the initial course through NASBLA. They teach you the basics. Mm -hmm. um, the one after that would be like a boat search and rescue class. We learn about GPS, stuff like that. Um, and then we have uh, the tactical operators course, where we learn about uh, security zones out of security zones mm -hmm. and protecting the assets and stuff like that there and then uh, pursuit and stop class um, we do that with learning how to pursuit and do like felony stops like on the water as opposed to what you would do on the side of the road um, the biggest thing with the tactical operators course is because it's uh, something you need to have for the uh, um, protecting the assets in the security zones and stuff it is required by Coast Guard for us to have those uh, certifications to be able to participate in those events. Gotcha. Which, I mean, uh, you know, like we did like earlier this week, we we do a lot of joint trainings with departments all over the area, whether it's federal, state, or even local police departments. We do all different types of training, not just those that are mandated by the Coast Guard. Yeah, I would imagine the water is a little bit different. It's not like Highway 17 where this line says leaving Mount Pleasant or entering Mount Pleasant. So. Yeah. A lot yeah. of crossover. Yeah, we have we're, a lot of uh, a lot more jurisdiction out here on the water than we do on land. Yeah, we're part of the Metro Marine Unit, so we, that encompasses uh, Charleston County, Charleston City, North Charleston, um, Berkeley County's Berkeley in there. County is in there as well, and um, and then we can respond. So we've we've gone to Kiowa, we did a rescue there uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we were three miles offshore um, just the other day for uh, to assist with Charleston City Fire mm -hmm. for a rescue there, three miles offshore near Bulls Bay. Um, so we can go all the way down to Kiowa. We've been down to like Bohicket Marina, that area, Folly, or we can all the way up to Wando. Um, we go where we need to. Sometimes we're the only ones on the water. Right. You know, so we got to, you know, we were, the, we were the first ones there the other day off three miles off Bulls Bay. Wow. It's good that, that all of us and all the other agencies train together and work together because at any given point in time we can be responding to the same call. So, you know, we've got to be able to, to work the same way and uh, and, uh, and affect the uh, the mission the best way possible. Everybody be on the same page. Exactly. Right. Well, that's that's a good overview of the boat and what, what the capabilities are. But when you're out patrolling and there aren't any rescues, what's a, what's a typical day look like at what are you guys looking for on the waters or what are your kind um, of functions as we try to start our day we'll keep an eye on the ports um you know we'll try to make sure you, know, you gotta stay good distance away from the port you can't go up to the, the especially when ships are docked you know you need to keep a good at least you know you want to keep at least 150 maybe 500 feet away from the, the ships when there's ships in port okay um, and you cannot get up to them yeah. you can't get that close to them so we have that's an issue every now and then people want to fish off those piers and stuff mm -hmm. you got to stay away from those areas so we'll patrol that we'll patrol all the way up the wando and then we patrol the icw uh quite a bit um and again we can respond to any of the ports out here uh, we've had to respond to the columbus street terminal before for people fishing on the inside of the dock out there they're actually trespassing um so you gotta 
to keep an eye on that stuff. Right. I mean, at least I just, on top on top of all that, like keeping just the everyday boater safe. Like we'll do safety checks, which you know usually we're looking for uh, life vests, throwables. You know, make sure you have to have the same amount of life vests as people on board. You know, we look for stuff like that. Registration. Gotcha. So is that how's the safety check work? Is there is it like a traffic stop where somebody gets pulled over, or is that just kind of a check that you do? Yep. So on, uh, case so on like basis? so on like on land where you need a violation uh, to stop a vehicle uh, out on the water, uh, you do not. Um, we can stop any boat for any reason uh, for the safety check. Um, Usually we'll hang out in Shem Creek uh, and, and, you know, check boaters going in and out, make sure that, you know, nobody's hanging over the edge or anything like that, which is illegal. Um, our main goal in those safety checks is really just to keep people safe um, and avoid any catastrophes or accidents or anything like that, people getting hurt. Gotcha. Because sometimes we do get requested to be like Shem Creek, you know, we get, you, know, you might see us out there all day sometimes. Um, you know, sometimes we'll dock out there and uh, it's mainly it's because we've been requested to be there. Uh, people live up through there, you know, they have they don't like the people flying through there in the lakes sure. and stuff. So a lot of times you'll see us out there quite a bit in certain areas and we'll get because we're requested to be there, just like being on patrol on the road. Mm -hmm. You know, the citizen requests for us to be in certain areas to do speeding and stuff like that, same thing on the water. So for you guys on the on the officer side, what what would you want the public to know if they're listening and they're see Mount Pleasant Harbor Patrol coming up and they're gonna do safety check? What what should they kind of be aware of or know just about the really, process? Just really be cognizant. We're there to make sure everyone's safe. Um, we, unfortunately, there were a couple incidents in the past years that resulted in fatalities. Uh, we're trying to avoid those. So if we just, you know, we're pull up 99% of the time, it's going to be just a quick, we're going to fix the violation. So it may not be a citation. It may be a written warning. But we also, if we pull you over for, say, riding with your leg outside of the the boat's underway with your leg outside of it um, in the water. It's a bow riding violation. So All we're going to you know one wave to hit a wave wrong, and that person falls off the bow of the boat, and then they get hit by the propeller, and it's you know that's that's a real serious injury. Right. So we're going to fix that, and then while we're there, we're also going to make sure you have all the safety equipment, and you know most of those go smooth. And and another thing too is a lot of people do not know the rules and regulations on sure. the waterway. So. We're instructing the public because you don't need to take a, a, a permit or a process to okay. get be able to drive a license. Boat. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you have the money to buy a boat in South Carolina, you can be out on the water the same day. So um, it's really up to everybody yeah. that operates and owns a boat to know the rules. And experienced or not, you know, it's good to, to freshen up. You know, rules, rules and regulations change from time to time. You know, all it does, if you're unsure of something, takes just a quick search on the internet. You can pull up rules from, you know, the Coast Guard and, uh, you know, as it, you learn about one of these new rules or regulations, it can uh, save yourself from an, an incident occurring. Yeah, yeah, so that's a kind of a good point to hit on uh, for people that might not know the laws. Can you go over any specific laws that are pertinent out on the waters uh, if you're supposed to have life I know Sarge hit on the light vest but um, you got to be aware of most boats will have a, a placard on the dash it'll tell you how many people are allowed to be on that boat if you're exceeding the you know and we can tell you know if we see a 19 foot boat with 15 people on it okay we they're probably guaranteed that you're exceeding the limit on that boat because it's usually like 
10, I think, is yeah. about going to be For sure, don't have 15 life jackets. Yeah, and then you got to have enough life jackets for everybody on board as well. Um, so that fire falls under, like, a South Carolina law? Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's state law, then there's uh, federal law for all those things, but okay. we usually fall with the state law. So, um, you know, fire extinguishers, uh, usually we're checking the date on those. They expire five years after manufacture dates. So we're looking for that. Make sure you have a throw device. Yep. A whistle, some sort of alert device, whether yeah, it be flares or works. whistle. Um, you know, we're still we're still learning stuff too as we go. Some some laws, just like the traffic laws and everything else, the way they were made, leaves them up for interpretation sometimes. Right. So, um, for example, uh, you know, like life vests for children. You know, we're learning that. You know, we've done bunch of research on it because some of it left it up for uh, interpretation. So. The biggest thing is 16 foot or less, a child under 12 has to have a life vest on. Not have it in the boat, have it on, have it on wearing it. Yes. Okay. And anything and above that, they got to have it with them, but not on. Okay. And, and another new newer law to come about is um, the uh, the safety lanyards. Wearing wearing your safety lanyards when you're when you're on your way. Um, you, you fall out of your boat and you're not wearing that. The boat's going to keep going. We've had multiple incidents where boats cause significant damage. Um, to people and, and other property just because somebody wasn't wearing their safety lanyard, fell out of the boat. And is that the lanyard that attaches to the key? So uh, correct. It connects it, yeah, it'll disconnect it, yeah, so okay. power. If you're wearing it, you fall out of the boat or you know lose control, you, it'll cut the power. Yeah, it'll cut the power okay. off immediately. So it's not, you know, you fall out of the boat or something, it's not just going to continue going. We're not going to make something bad worse. Exactly. I gotcha. Well, that, uh, it sounds like we're on the we're on the right track getting out there educating the public. It's pretty comparable to our traffic safety team. We've had them on the podcast a couple times, and I think the goal is to, to educate the public and yeah, make sure usually, everybody's being safe. We usually try to do that with our vessel stops. Most we rarely issue a citation. If you if you do get a citation, it's it's because it, what happened was so severe. Usually, it's we leave it up to as an educational uh, moment, and usually we'll give you a piece of paper saying, "Hey, we did stop you." And, um, that usually. Gotcha. Um, one of the questions I definitely had, and uh, I've seen policy changes in, in my time, what is the difference between Marine Patrol and Harbor Patrol? Um, we used to be called the Marine Patrol, um, you know, before when we just had our Pioneer, uh, and now it's, you know, coming in, trying to, you know, coming in with all the other agencies as well, um, as being that we do cover the harbor and uh, further now than what okay. we used to. Um, a lot larger jurisdiction, a lot, yeah. lot larger area to cover. So it kind of refers to what the area was that you're patrolling. Yeah, so greater cool. capabilities now. I got you. Well, I like it. I uh, just had a couple more. Um, I'll ask you before we wrap up, but do, is there anything that you want to push out? Any safety information or something that you need, or do you think we kind of hit it? We, we monitor uh, Channel 16 on the VHF radio. So if you see something unsafe, you can raise us, or you can call in dispatch, and they have a dedicated dispatcher for uh, the harbor unit channel um so that's for boaters out there yeah the vhf radio uh some boats have them it's channel 16 is the okay. coast guard channel coast guard monitors that so we also monitor that so if you were in something um in a waterway where you saw us earlier more than likely we're in the area so you can always raise us on there and we'll respond well, that's definitely good to know and if you see us out there on the water feel free to stop assessing any kind of questions you might have or say hey yeah Absolutely. Well, I hope they do. Um, we'll kind of wrap it up, but I was wondering, it, it looks like a lot of work. I'm standing here on the boat with you. It's 
it's hot. I know there's some air conditioning in here, but the conditions aren't the same as sitting in an office or uh, you know even in a patrol car. So a lot of hard conditions. It's a, a secondary duty for you guys uh, to either work a night shift or have to work a double shift between the boat and your patrol schedules. Um, what what do you enjoy about being out here? Or what keeps you motivated to, to keep pushing yourself to come out and work these extra shifts on the water? It's just something else. Like most of us are coming from being on patrol, working uh, working the road. So it's just something else to get get off the road for a little bit, doing the same thing every day. You know, get out here and and uh, and experience a little bit something different on the water. And if it happens on land, more than likely it happens on water. I'm responding to domestics, right? Um, BUI is could be an issue. Sure. So boating under the influence. Yeah. And, and we, we, all, we all enjoy the water, so it's you know, so to be able to have the opportunity to uh, control on the water and be on the water at the same time. It's, it's more enjoyable. Um, you know, doing some of the other stuff, but yeah, yeah. It's, uh, just another outlet with the job. Yeah. yeah. Not only, not only, I think does uh, the, like the training that we get. Nobody else gets. Not, not the normal person isn't going to be able to get the boating training that we get. Um, and a lot of us have our own boats or plan on getting our own boats. It, it you know, it'll go hand in hand when we get our own. We'll, you know, we, we can keep that same safety aspect on our own and uh, and bring it out on the water no matter where we are. Keep keep spreading the safety message, paint it forward. So, well, thank you guys for, for having me out here. Uh, maybe I can get through uh, some of my swim test or my operator course one of these days and get out here. We do have a video. We did a kind of a highlight uh, video. We had the drone out here, so it's pretty cool. It's on the Facebook page. I'll, uh, I'll push that back out just if anybody's interested. Please reach out. Be careful on the water. Thank you guys for having me. I'll let you get back out Absolutely. onto the river. Anytime. See you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the MPPD podcast.